Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Post Show Podcast. I'm your host, John, the Video Guy. So in today's episode, I'm going to be diving deep into names of YouTube videos, descriptions, tags, and thumbnails. So all the things that you would keep in mind when you're uploading a video to your YouTube channel. So be sure to stick to the very end if you are looking to see uh, more information on how to do this, the things I've learned, and the things I've done on my channel personally that I think has helped uh, me grow on my channel, even though it's still small. But I think these are best practices for pretty much anyone to follow. So be sure to stick to the very end to see all of the insight that I have to share today. So, but first we'll review the stats so far on my channel. So currently I have 180 subscribers. So that's up significantly from last time. I believe I was at 166. So it's about 14. It's about a subscriber a day, I think 14 and 14 days. So it's doing pretty good. Uh, my watch time and views are up. So in the last 28 days, I've gained 2,500 views and watch time 83.6 hours. And that's pretty significant because watch time and audience retention is really important on YouTube. And it's nice that I'm starting to see that number trickle up some. I've gained 25 subscribers in the last 28 days. So that's going back up a little bit. And when it comes to impressions, I've gained that this is going up as well. It's 53,000 impressions in the last 28 days. And the click-through rate is still going down a little bit. It's at 3.4%. And a good click-through rate, as I mentioned earlier in the series, is between 3 and 5%. If you're above 5, you're doing great. And if it's below 3, there might be some things that you can improve on. So it's starting to slide, so that might be an area I kind of look at in the future. All right, so the top videos in the last 28 days is still the countdown down timer and after effects. This is by far the leading top one, followed by convert WMV files on a Mac, create rolling credits in After Effects, then animate increasing numbers in After Effects, count up and down, and then best Premiere Pro preferences. So those are the top five videos in the last 28 days. All right, so let's review the videos that I posted uh, two weeks ago. So the fixed color banding in After Effects got 51 views with a six percent click-through rate and the average view duration is actually pretty high it's three minutes 16 seconds which my channel average is about two minutes so it's it has done significantly better than i thought it is a one out of ten so it is the best and leading performing video so far in the last 28 days um, and then next what happens when you don't go to film school this video didn't do that good it is a nine out of ten so Definitely um, not a good performing video. I'll have to see if it's the thumbnail or the title, but you know, it is a little different from my other videos, so it might have flopped. But you know, like I said before, the best thing about YouTube is that it's evergreen content. You never know, this video might get picked up later down the line and it might get recommended to other audiences. And then we have how to create smoke in After Effects. This one did average is five out of 10. 17 views, a 2.6% click-through rate. And then finally, five things every video intern should do during their internship. This kind of underperformed a little bit. It's seven out of 10 uh, with a 2.1 click-through rate, seven views. But yeah, so that was the past week. So with that out of the way, let's dive into titles. 
And a quick disclaimer, guys, before I really talk about like all the things I do, I just want to say that I'm not an expert at this. I'm only sharing my experience and the things I've learned on my journey so far. Obviously, you can tell I'm not an expert. I only have 180 subscribers. And I'm relatively new to the game. So pretty much everything I share is just from my own learnings and, you know, experimenting with different things. So kind of take what works for you and leave the rest. So when it comes to names and titles, I usually follow two metrics when coming up with ideas of how to name it. And the first thing is it has to be search worthy. So what is what are people searching for? Kind of going back to last week's episode when developing content, you kind of have to think in that mindset. So you kind of have to think of like the SEO, the search engines, keywords that you want to include in the title. And the second thing is going to be the click worthiness of the title itself. So is it intriguing? Um, what makes people want to click on it? You know, so, you know, there's the thing going around like clickbait. You don't want to be clickbaity, you know, misleading your audience, but it needs to be click worthy, you know, making people want to click on it and see your content. And I think I'll share a few of my titles just to give you some idea of kind of like why I chose the title, you know, kind of going, you know, mixing the SEO and the uh, click worthiness together. So, for example, here, if we look at last week's uh, videos, you know, the color banding video, the name of the video is Fix Color Banding and After Effects Gradients. And then in parentheses, I put this really works with really being in all caps. So, you know, the first part of the title is really SEO heavy, you know, because people are probably searching, you know, fixing color banding and after effects. That's literally what they're uh, typing in. But then once they type it and they scroll through the videos in the feed, then they have to decide which video they want to click on. And then that second half of the title that says this really works, I'm hoping that part of the title kind of intrigues people and be like, oh, I should click on this video because it says it really works. Why wouldn't it work? So, you know, that's kind of the structure of how to name a title that I found the most success out of so far. It's kind of you want to mix the two together between SEO uh, titles and then the click worthiness side of it. All right, next, let's talk about thumbnails. So when it comes to thumbnails, you should always pretty much um, use custom thumbnails. You know, every other person on YouTube will say this, that custom thumbnails are the way to go. You know, if the most important things in a video that get uh, people to click on it is the title and the thumbnail, because that's the first thing they see when they search or see your video on YouTube. So how should you design your thumbnail? So there's a few things I keep in mind when I design my thumbnails um, that, you know, is pretty standard. So when a person uh, searches videos on YouTube, you'll notice that, or even if you go to YouTube right now and you search for videos, you'll see that when you search for videos, the time code's in the bottom right-hand corner of each video. Um, and there could be other information actually overlaid as well. And what you want to do if you're designing and you're adding text and images, you want to make sure the most important thing in the thumbnail is in the top left-hand corner of the thumbnail itself. So in my thumbnail specifically, I'm usually like kind of me, a photo of me is on the right side most of the time. And then whatever I'm talking about or referencing is on the left side or top left. So, you know, when it comes to fixed color banding, I'm on the right side of the composition and the thumbnail. And then the After Effects logo, and I believe the thumbnail 
was text that said fix color banding or something like that in the top left. So that's kind of a good rule of thumb to follow that I found success in is kind of do it that way. That way you're not risking, you know, the text or other things that are most important getting covered by that uh, timestamp in the bottom right, or even other things, even if it's like in a playlist or whatnot. There are other variables where, you know, the thumbnail could get distracted specifically at the bottom and the bottom right of the thumbnail itself. And the other really important thing to keep in mind in thumbnails that I've learned personally from my uh, channel is that you want to make sure whatever you put in the thumbnail is actually relevant to the video itself. So, you know, a good example in my case was the countdown timer. I actually had uh, a YouTube member comment saying, hey, this thumbnail, it didn't lead to the final product of the tutorial itself. And I, when I designed the thumbnail, I just searched for a random countdown timer to just put it in the thumbnail. I didn't really think about it like, hey, people are looking at the thumbnail. They want to design and create that specific thing that you put in the thumbnail. So just making sure that you're not misleading your audience, that the thumbnail is true. Um, is really important that I have found. So I've been recently, whatever I put in my thumbnail is really specific to whatever I'm creating or showing uh, to my audience. And lastly, there are rules you need to follow, you know, um, when it comes to thumbnails and specifically like titles. And, you know, you'll hear the, the term uh, tag stuffing or key keyword stuffing in uh, YouTube. And you want to make sure you don't really uh, tag other influencers or celebrities. So a good example is like, say, I remember I made a video of uh, a highlight video and it was to a Billie Eilish song. And I thought about maybe adding Billie Eilish into the tags name and the thumbnail. And actually YouTube can ban you from doing that because you're trying to garner views based on another person's success or uh, relevance since she's a big name. So you want to make sure that it's relevant to the content itself actually inside the video. Um, so yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. The uh, exception is actually if it is really a collaboration with a celebrity or whatnot, you can actually do that. So that's just an important note to keep in mind. This is in the YouTube. I forgot where, but it is in their like terms of service or whatnot. So feel free to look that up. All right, so next let's move on to the description box, what to include in the description of the video that you're uploading. So when it comes to the description, I usually, you know, I don't really try to play games with it, you know, playing the SEO game, because when it comes down to it, recent studies that the descriptions and tags aren't really as important as the title and thumbnail. It is still important, you know, for YouTube to index your video correctly, but I don't really try my best, you know, trying to really jam SEO worthy stuff into the description box. I usually just try to write a simple paragraph explaining what the video is. And naturally, those keywords will be in there. Because, you know, if you just generally say or write the thing that you're talking about in the video, your uh, the keywords will, will naturally just flow and uh, show up. So I recommend just writing a short paragraph maybe five to six sentences, what your video is about. And then the other things I usually include are links. So if I, in the video it's itself, if I reference links, I'll put links down in there. And the other uh, thing to keep in mind is you can also add time codes in the description as well. I do this a lot with uh, longer tutorials when there's a lot of different steps. You can add time code stamps down 
in the video description and with a name of what part you're talking about. So say if I'm designing something, you know, one part might be like creating the shape or, you know, another part might be animating it or, you know, the different parts of a tutorial. So if it works for your video, feel free to do that. Not all videos need time codes, especially if they're shorter, but if it's longer over 10, 15 minutes, it definitely helps your audience out and they'll really appreciate it. All right, let's move on to tags. So similar to description, you know, you kind of want to see what things are you talking about. And what tags come down to is you kind of want to do more specific tags. So like, you know, say if I'm doing an After Effects tutorial, maybe that the tag itself isn't just After Effects, but it's more specific, like if it's, you know, cool motion graphics and After Effects or something more specific to the specific video that you're doing. General tags are going to kind of muddy your content and YouTube won't, won't be able to specifically index your video to the correct audience. So you kind of want to make sure that you're, when you're developing your tags, they're very specific to your specific content or the video you're making. A good way that I've found to do this is by creating transcripts of the video that I'm creating. And actually there's a new feature in Premiere Pro that auto transcribes your content. Um, it's not 100% uh, accurate most of the time it's still in its beta or like very early infancy but you can utilize this feature to kind of gain and actually see the words you actually say and copy and paste them as tags and the other thing if you're trying to come up with ideas for tags you can look up other creators and as I mentioned in last week's episode you can use TubeBuddy to see tags that other creators are using on their videos and this way you can kind of gain and see what they're doing and come up with your own tags as well. You can even copy a few if it makes sense for your own video. But like I said, you want to be more specific to your specific uh, content. All right. So like on the next tab, when you're uploading a video, there's a section where you can add a card, um, I believe subtitles and an end screen. And usually I don't add end subtitles. There is an option, I believe, where you can se select the language and closed captioning will be an option for your videos. So I usually skip over that part, but what I go to is cards. And you know, when I'm shooting the video, I'll keep this in mind as well. Cards are a good way if you reference something uh, that you already have content for, or that there's another video on YouTube for that goes into more detail, you can make cards in your video that basically link to that video. So say if I reference something, I can point to it and a card will appear in my video and it's basically just a link to go to another video. And it can be your own video, another creator's video. It's basically an invitation to um, lure your audience to another area where they can learn more about a specific thing. So for example, if I'm doing a Premiere Pro tutorial and maybe I lightly cover color correction and I'm like, hey guys, if you wanna learn more about color correction, I made a more in-depth tutorial, then I'll link that into, you know, as a card on the more general video. So it really helps using cards because it keeps your audience on YouTube longer. And if you keep your audience longer on YouTube, YouTube will recommend your channel more because YouTube's goal is to keep people on YouTube for as long as possible. And if you can help contribute to that, uh, your channel is going to be recommended and really uh, recommended by YouTube a lot more because YouTube sees your channel as a channel that really keeps people watching on YouTube and that's YouTube's goal. So cards are a good way to help keep people on YouTube 
indirectly helping your channel in the process because uh, YouTube will eventually recommend your channel more, supposedly. I don't think I'm at that point yet where that has happened, but I'll let you know once I learn more. And then the other thing is the end screen. So this is the, at the end of the video, what comes up at the very end. Similar to cards, this is an invitation to see more content. So usually at the end of mine, I'll have, you know, my uh, profile photo, which is a button to subscribe, basically. And on the other side, I'll link like a playlist or a specific video to go check out. So say if it's just an After Effects tutorial, I'll link my After Effects playlist. If you guys want to learn more, here you can watch this. So it's basically just another way to keep people on YouTube and an invitation to help retain your audience and invite them to see other videos that you created. All right, and then the last part when uploading a video to YouTube is scheduling. So there's, you know, there's no really exact science to this. I think everyone's channel is different. I can only say what works for me. So when it comes to scheduling, uh, the most important thing probably everyone should do is just pick a consistent scheduling. So, you know, if you just want to do Tuesdays, uh, post on Tuesdays. You know, if you want to do Fridays, do Fridays. I think uh, consistency will help over time because people begin to um, anticipate when your new videos come out. So for me, I post every Monday and Thursday regardless. So, you know, new Monday, uh, new videos are always coming out on Monday and Thursdays on my channel. I'm starting to dabble in this. I don't know if this will work or if it will have any impact, but what I've been doing lately is Monday's videos on my channel are more tutorial based. And then Thursday's is more general topic based where I'm talking about just general, maybe general Premiere Pro software stuff or general career um, building stuff. And people always search for what are the best days to upload. I think this is really debatable because when I first started, um, it was recommended that Thursdays and Fridays are the best days for general creators, you know, for everyone. But what I found lately on my channel, actually Monday is the best day to um, uh, post because everyone goes back to school and work and whatnot. And that's Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday is the time where you would want to search for tutorials because you're starting a new project for the work week. So for me and my specific channel, it's Monday. Monday is the hot day. I see my stats go you know, up on a peak on Monday. Um, and on the weekends, it goes down usually. So you know, each channel is going to be different. Typically, if you're just a normal YouTuber um, and you haven't really, you don't have a strong niche, I would recommend Thursdays, Fridays. Um, just in general, there's more people in volume on those days. And then what time to post, uh, it really comes down to your audience. You know, you want to uh, see, you know, post videos when your audience is awake. So it's in your time zone. For me, I switched from 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. So when people wake up, they go to work, uh, a new video is dropped on YouTube. So if they're on their lunch break or if they're searching for something first thing in the morning, my videos will probably pop up. So, and it's in my, uh, it's in the American, uh, you know, standard time. So people in America that are waking up, going to work, will be watching my videos more so than people like in Pakistan or on the other side of the world. So there you go, guys. That is how to schedule upload a video. The next thing you would do is just hit that schedule button and you are all set. So that's basically the process I follow. I hope you gain some insight on this. And next, we'll be doing our featured video predictions. 
So coming up, I have the blood drop effect after effects tutorial. This used to be an old tutorial that I recreated and add some new stuff into. Um, it did really good uh, five years ago when I first made it. So I'm hoping maybe it does the same as well as it's around Halloween. So maybe people are searching for blood drops. You never know. And then uh, later this week is a, um, here we go. Turn a videography side hustle into your full-time job. This is a new concept that I'm doing on my channel where I'm reutilizing uh, the post show, my podcast video uh, clips, repurposing them for YouTube. So I'm going back in time, searching for specific subjects that I talk about with my guests and then uploading the video version of that to YouTube. So this one, if you remember Bob from earlier this year in season one, I kind of clipped up a few of the things he said in talking about how he transitioned from freelance to full time and basically just made that as its own video. So I think repurposing content, it kind of takes a load off of my work because, you know, the content's already there. I just need to trim it down and repurpose it. So I really like that. I'll probably do this a lot more in the future so I can... I can breathe and relax a little bit. I don't have to make two brand new videos every week, but I think it's going to do well. I think the only problem is trying to come up with that name and title that's going to click with people. Because obviously if I just uploaded it and said, yeah, this is Bob, he's a freelancer, you know, coming up with that, you know, strategic title, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, you know, that's very intriguing. Turn a videography side hustle into your full-time career. Who wouldn't want to click on that? You know what I mean? So that's uh, video number two this week coming out. And then the following week, we have top 10 best After Effects, uh, sorry, top 10 best effects in After Effects 2021, uh, where I go over my 10 favorite effects that I always use. I think this is going to do good. I saw other creators uh, do this same type of concept and saw success. So I decided to kind of follow in their footsteps and come up with 10 effects that I always use and like. So I did that. And then later the next week will be the home YouTube studio setup tour. So this is kind of my first vlog type of video where I kind of tour my YouTube studio space and show off the equipment and, you know, the concept and how I actually designed uh, the set for my YouTube studio. So if you guys are interested, that comes out next Thursday. Feel free to check it out on my channel if you want to learn more about YouTube and how to create and design a set. But I think the full-time videography, sorry, freelance videography to full-time career, I think that's going to do the best. That's going to be the one out of 10 if I had to guess. Um, top 10 effects and after effects, I think that's going to do like three or four out of 10. Same with the blood drop. I think that's going to be in the middle, like four or five out of 10. And then YouTube Studio Tour, I have a weird feeling it's going to do well, but not amazing. I think maybe two or three out of ten. So yeah, that's that, guys. Um, thanks so much for listening. Next week, if you want a little insight, I'm going to be talking about blogs. So I'm going to steer a little bit away from YouTube for a moment and talk about how to write a blog for your personal brand. I'm not a writer, but I learned, you know, it's so valuable to write blogs and build SEO with your website. So I'm going to go over the few things I learned in building a blog um, on your website. If you're interested, feel free to tune in back uh, two weeks from now onto that episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Until next time, take care.